0: Hello and welcome once again to episode 83 of Code Completion. We are a group of iOS developers and educators hoping to share what we love most about development, Apple technology, and completing your code. My name is Dimitri, and I'll be your host once again for this episode, and I'm joined today by my fellow completionist, Spencer. Hey there. So today we have a special guest, Lynn. Hi. So uh, we initially were discussing talking about design... Uh, and Spencer was like, hey, Lynn has done a ton of design work in both of her apps, Hungry and Nafa. Uh, so what better, what better guest to bring on to talk about design than someone who's done quite literally a lot more than just a little bit of uh, UI design, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So uh, Lynn, uh, I guess, tell us a little bit about like, how... Uh you go about the design process when you we when, when you have something that you need designed for one of your apps, like what are the tools you use what are the different steps in that process for you? How does it go from not even an idea yet to something that's on the screen uh that people can play
2: with um Well, normally whenever I have an idea, it's usually very rough, right? So, uh, I would usually, following your advice since Dimitri trained me and taught me everything, (laughs) uh, I usually use a lot of, like, uh, Apple's apps. So, I would just browse through a lot of Apple's apps and just get inspiration. Like, if I want, I don't know, like, to build out a table of some sort, right? Then I would, like, use the mail app because there's a lot of rows, there's a lot of tables. So, I would just sort of mimic what other apps that are out there and and uh just get inspiration and then uh usually I do a lot of googling to see what other people have done and sorry I'm pausing a lot uh um uh yeah I guess I guess just googling copying not really copying but you know just sampling other products out there just to see if I that can inspire me into something something that I kind of want and then just go from there I usually use sketch use sketch for everything because I've only managed to learn sketch uh I feel like a lot of these design tools are pretty complicated so um so yeah, you sketch, uh, pretty much just sketch out a lot of the stuff. And then after that, I have Dimitri to bounce ideas off of, usually. Um, he doesn't like to give me the answer right away, so often hey, I have to spend time on it. And then afterwards, I would like show him my design and such. And he's like, oh, I-, I prefer you not doing this, or this is actually the right way of doing it. So it's kind of nice to have someone there who you can always turn to whenever you need help. Yeah.
0: So I, I do want to chime in a little bit there. It's not that I'm hiding <laughs> the answer from you. Uh, it's that I quite literally don't have an answer. So what you have that I lack in when it comes to design is that creative inspiration aspect of it. Um, like I am not able to necessarily come up with something uh, really great from the get-go or even to start with. Um, and where my like competencies with design lie are after the facts so when we already have something to polish it uh, and to get it looking uh, to to a more uh, polished level um, and that's that's where I have a lot of like good good ability to iterate. Uh, but those initial steps of like knowing where to start, that's where I am totally lost so. Uh, it's not that I'm hiding the answer from you, it's just <laughs> I don't have anything yet.
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, I thought it was interesting uh, going back from when you both um, did the episode a couple, one or two episodes ago where I wasn't there. Uh, Lynn, you mentioned that you'll start kind of thinking about the app in like thinking about the UI first and Dimitri mentioned, you know, you can kind of think about the UI first or... um Think about the models, the underlying data, and my thought was, yeah, I definitely think about the underlying data and then kind of use that to inform what the UI should look like. So, I, I think there's like a huge, just not huge, but there's definitely a clear difference between um, the way that you will approach design and I will. Like, I think mine is just super like functional. Let me show things on the screen where yours is like, let me make it look good first, and then I can make the stuff that no one sees. Work too, so I think it's interesting that we all kind of approach that differently. But obviously, uh, looking at like NotFa and Hungry, uh, the UI is awesome. I mean, like the Swift UI stuff in NotFa is, is super crazy, and I have no idea how that's all done. And um, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's super impressive because. I wish I was good at design. That's what I went to college for. It was like graphic <laughs> design and stuff. And then I was like, ooh, uh, seeing my peers do all this stuff. I I didn't think I could do it. And maybe if I, you know, practiced, I could have. But um, for whatever reason, it's not something that, like, I, I, I can't, like, dedicate my time to it. I get bored of it, I guess, quickly, which is weird. Like, I, I can write an entire app, but uh, make me design something for two hours and I'll lose my mind, <laughs> if that makes sense. So <laughs> there's there's definitely a difference there for sure.
2: I think um, for me, it's easy to start off with design because um, I don't have a strong background in the computer, like, programming. And so, like, I've always done, like, arts on the side and things like that so for me that is such much easier to start off with Mm -hmm. like for when i need to build an app i don't have all the features all the technical stuff ready because i don't have any of that does that make sense so then Mm -hmm. it's easier for me to just start with something that i already know which is design and then the hard part is the coding it comes after and that's when i drag dimitri in and like (laughs) help me with the most of it you know Uh yeah
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of both design and programming, at, for the matter of fact, is being shown a technique that you can then like iterate on and improve because, for instance, uh, with Fa, you didn't really have a style in mind before you started it, right? You kind of did some research and took a look at a bunch of different stylized representations of food and you're like, uh, well, this is one that I like and this is one that I can maybe pull off, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I started off wanting something that looked sort of like abstract because I'm not very good with drawing, like especially like realistic things. So I figured, oh, if I do make the art more abstract, then it's sort of up into your interpretation as to what that item is. So then on my part, it's less work. I kind of just need to, you know, make it weird a little bit. And then it kind of fits in with the sort of the style. I guess Uh weird is the wrong word, but abstract yeah. right so then after a while i'm like well this is not really obvious what it kind of is but it is abstract so um but then after a while i'm like i really like the way people are doing this type of styling and such and then i i start, like in a way keep looking I usually look a lot, look at a lot of vector images online and then I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I kind of like the style, but I kind of like the abstract that I started off with too. So then I kind of did a blend of the two and now it kind of works for what I have to do.
1: Yeah, I think that's cool that you can like take inspiration. And like you said, um, you know, looking at at UIs um, earlier, you said like just looking at UIs to kind of uh, not... I, I can't remember what you said, like, steal them, but you said... But it, then you, you kind of corrected yourself and, like, take inspiration from yeah. that, right? And kind of... And that's the whole thing is with anything, it sounds like you're you're looking at stuff and being like, oh, that's something I could do, but then kind of tweaking it to be in your own um, sort of style and, and you're not... Yeah, you're just being inspired, I suppose, by it and not just the straight up copying it or ripping it off or anything, so... And being able to do that, I mean, okay, like, let's, let's step <laughs> back here. Being able to just copy something, the style of something is impressive, but then, you know, making it your own and, and kind of having your own flair to it is like, that's super cool and even harder to do. And uh, basically, I'm jealous, because again, I wish I could do this stuff. And like, that was my, that was my goal since high school was to like, go into like, digital media, like photography, des- design and all that. And I just, didn't work so (laughs) it's cool to hear someone that that can do it and um yeah yeah actually do it i
2: guess (laughs) i'm jealous it's funny that you say that because sorry (laughs) go ahead
0: no go for it go for it
2: oh i said it's funny that you say that because like i mean for those who don't know like spencer was my instructor when i was in coding school right and so like for you to say you're jealous, it, it's kind of weird <laughs> because for me, I wish I can do the harder part, which is the programming part, because like doing the whole art stuff, it's so easy that it's like, okay, like why can't I figure out how to code this, you know?
1: <laughs> well, you've just been doing it less, than, less time than both of us have, that's all. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just a matter of time thing. Yeah, I do have
2: Dimitri to constantly, like, try to measure up to, and it, it's kind of hard. <laughs> I mean, he's been doing this for, like, 10 plus years, and I'm, like, just three years in, and I'm like, why can't I be as good as you every day? Yeah, I,
1: I was, um, I, I think Dimitri started watching it, too, but there's this anime, it's like this pharmacist anime, and the dad will ask the son, like, pharmacy questions at dinner. Does Dimitri do that to you? Does he be like, okay, right, what is this method on no. this protocol during dinner? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wish he does because at one point I I because like I still haven't managed to get through like an actual technical interview yet and like I fumble a lot when it comes to that so like I'm so scared to even like look for a job right so i'm constantly mm. trying to tell dimitri like hey if you have like a few minutes like ask me technical questions like just throw it at me and see if i can do it and we never managed to i mean
0: I'm, I'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between a struct and a valley type <laughs> which is a trick question because they're the same thing um so well going back a little bit Uh, it's interesting what you're mentioning, Spencer, about how like we can take inspirations from stuff and improve on it. That reminds me of a great, I think it was a video series from, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago called Everything is a Remix, uh, which talked about this through the lens of music, um, and how all music is basically the same music from a decade ago, which is the same music from a decade ago. And it's all constantly just using the same modus and using the same chords and using the same like progressions to uh tell different stories every time and most of the time you don't even notice until someone points it out to you hey this this basic five keys that they're like playing in this song uh those are the same exact five keys from this other artist from like 20 years ago uh and they didn't even invent that That that's the same five keys from Mm -hmm. the 1950s um so it's like over and over uh we are constantly remixing things and this the same goes for ui i mean that's what comes down to something being a style, right? Is people mm-hmm. copying someone else's style, uh, but also improving on it along the way. So, uh, for instance, Lin and in Not Phu, the style didn't stay uh, that abstract uh, artwork for for very long. In fact, you iterated on it very quickly, and you changed it up to something that was one more comfortable for yourself, uh, but also looks a lot better um, as you improved your skills, right? Um, so sketch wasn't something that you just knew how to use from the beginning. You, you were kind of like thrown into it. I just told you, Hey, this is a tool that people use to design apps. And you're like, cool, I guess this is my world now. Um, <laughs> and we're able to, <laughs> and we're able to start learning from there. So Ken, I wonder if you can talk to us a little bit about, uh, how it felt to improve and get better at using that tool, uh, to, make better and better art along the way because like as you got better using the tool your art got better as well right
2: Mm-hmm. uh it's definitely good uh being able to just because like like you said like it was a brand new tool it was it was the first sort of uh design software that i used too so i had no idea how the, all the keys work how to even do complex strokes and such but now and like i remember when i used to like learn how to draw um on the, i still don't know how to draw by hand right by the way like with a pencil in my hand i can't even draw a circle but on vector yeah, i too. love it because it's like so easy it's one click and you drag your mouse and it's done right so it saved me a tons of time to learn the right technique and the tools and the the shortcuts too the the keyboard shortcuts to how to get mm-hmm. to all the the different i guess tools <laughs> but yeah it's it's been nice it's been um the thing is though like as I get more and more comfortable with sketch I started to do more and more complex drawing at the same time like before it was just sort of one image after another now it's sort of like I'm trying to incorporate in more animation so then I have to do frame by frame drawing and sometime I would spend like weeks on it you know so, so there's pros and cons to being able to get better, but at the same time, now that you're better, you want to do more. And so uh-huh. then it just takes more time. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm done with this app. Like, can I just, you know, stop developing it? But yeah, it's been two years and I've been doing Sketch every day for two years. So
1: That's a lot of practice. That's <laughs> awesome. So are you, I guess coming from like, uh, well, I don't know how to say this. Like basically every time that I've seen people use sketch, it's been mostly in, in the, um, like I guess prototyping, right. Where like they're designing individual buttons and stuff maybe, but they're also designing kind of like entire screens of, of an app. So those like individual ingredients that you're like animating around in, in not fun, those are all done in sketch then. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. I, I yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, for whatever reason, I didn't even think about kind of doing more, I guess, traditional design um, in Sketch. I mean, it's just a vector app like Illustrator. So Mm -hmm. that's super cool though. Yeah, you
0: should see the spreads that she has for like one recipe, because there's (laughs) literally an artboard for every uh, image or illustration that shows up in the recipe. But that's not just one artboard, that's seven artboards that are all layered on top Uh of each other in the app because they do that like parallax uh collapsing effects uh as you scroll up or they might be keyframe animations where like something is changing uh water's boiling an egg is cracking Mm -hmm. um and yeah those are like all aspects that i could on a technical level like describe like i can make uh, an animation of something changing frame by frame uh and or like changing an opening and opening an angle or something but i wouldn't necessarily have the the creative competency to do something amorphic that is like not a rigid body simulation mm. uh, so if you if you take the the artist versus physicist approach i'm very much on the physicist side mm. like i will just simulate something but not really come up with anything creative in the process. So. Uh, there's a, a a lot of kudos to you, Lynn, for actually mm-hmm. coming up with the inspiration, but also pulling it off
1: um, and doing it so well. Yeah, for real. The animations in Not are uh, amazing. I mean, I remember, I think it was probably around the time that you launched it, and it was like the, a fried rice something, and it was just like, you know, the, the all of the different components were like, taking up the entire screen and they all kind of went into the pan and everything. I was like, just absolutely mind blown. It was super cool. And I'm not, you know, just saying that. I think it was, I hadn't ever seen anything like that up to that point. And also, I think you did it with UI when UI was
2: mm-hmm.
1: pretty new, right? Yeah. That's super cool. I mean, cool.
2: I can't take all the credit. I mean, it was Demetrius' idea to do the, the whole collapsing of the the dishes, but... The rest was me. Well,
0: I i, I, started, off, uh. I started that out with uh, the typical example of a bunmi, So that's just a sandwich. And what better way to show a sandwich than in layers, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, you can have a sandwich. And when you scroll up, it just collapses a sandwich. Uh, and I can show you the code to do that. So I did that. Um, and she did all the artwork for the sandwich. And then she was like, oh, let me do this for something else. And then something else. And then something else. And then yeah. uh, managed to find all sorts of creative ways of using that same technique. Um, and anytime she wanted to do something a little extra, she would like pull me in and say like, Hey, I wanted to like, move in a different angle, uh, and to come up from a different direction. Uh, can you help me with that? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's easy for me. Uh, <laughs> but I would not have thought of necessarily doing that from the beginning. So,
1: so I don't know if this is for a project that like you can talk about or not. So I'll kind of be a little vague, but I saw this one design where it was. There were a lot of individual components on the screen and it was like you had perspective and everything. So I guess how did you start with that? Like if I had to do something larger that was like, you know, uh, more than just an individual thing, like, you know, a a piece of meat, like in Not Phu, but it's like this entire kind of scene... I guess are you are you starting out like by designing the individual components and then putting them in a in, in kind of this larger scene or do you start with the scene and uh, I guess yeah like what's your process like I basically my mind goes blank because I have no clue where I would even start with designing something super large like that I guess
2: yeah so
0: yeah to so to to give some context on this uh, Spencer you totally can mention it this was uh, oh, okay a scene of a supermarket for a project that I was working on. Uh, and I asked Lynn, Hey, can you fill uh, these shelves? Like I, I set up some perspective shelves and I was like, can you fill up these shelves with things? Mm. Uh, and I was like, I can do the shelves. Like once again, I can do the the rigid mathematical process <laughs> of like drawing perspective <laughs> lines and making sure they're <laughs> darn perfect, but uh, actually putting things and making them uh, look good inside of those shelves. That's, that's like a little beyond my creative uh, w- wisdom so uh, that's something that I asked Lynn to to help with um so yeah uh, feel free to add to that
2: <laughs> I don't really have anything to add it wasn't really my project so I didn't have uh, I gotcha. <laughs> but um I mean like I guess I can talk more about the design like because you were mentioning like how do I go about designing do I do normally what I do is I I don't start with individual elements I don't really have individual elements in mind. I start off with, like, the overall of what each green should look like. And then from there, I would tweak the individual elements to kind of fit in with what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. So,
1: So, I I guess it's, like, you go from, like, a a broad, like, maybe um, not very high fidelity, not high detail, but you, like, start drawing out, like, the boxes and, and where things should go and then go in and add detail to them is that kind of what you mean kind of. or
2: <laughs> it's sort of a mix at this point because uh-huh. uh i i know i used to start off with like drawing it on a, a notepad because that's what dimitri said oh draw it down and then you'll figure it out but then i realized i don't know how things look on the paper so then i just went to sketch and then i just like I'm like, I want a button here. I want, you know, I want the screen to look like this overall. So what do I need in order to make that happen? And I know in Sketch, they have uh, those Apple UI templates that you can drag mm-hmm. in like a nav bar or like a button, but usually they don't really work well with the style that I'm trying to do. So I never really use those, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to explain. It kind of just all yeah. up in my, my brain. It kind of just works.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get that. <laughs> I did remember uh, bits and pieces of the question I did want to ask. Um, so I would say the first kind of design, like creative design work that you started was probably with Hungry. Um, and that was with its sticker pack, right? Uh, up until then, it was just kind of putting together UIs and figuring out layout and you weren't really uh flexing those creative muscles as much and then when it came time to like make some stickers for hungry you got really inspired and you're like i want to do a bunch of animated little uh fun <laughs> stickers right um and that kind of first stab at making little animated uh stickers is what led into uh your skill set that was able to really expand enough uh uh, so I, I want to throw Hungry a little bit under the bus here, uh, and ask, uh, is it going to get updated stickers now that your, uh, style has improved so much over the year?
2: Um, probably not. Uh, the thing with me, I would like to update it if I, I feel like it's necessary. I don't feel, I don't think anyone's using that app. I mean, I don't even use it, even though I first created because I have that dilemma of like, what do I eat today? You know? <laughs> but now I just turn to Dimitri. like, what do we eat today? So um, I don't think I'll ever update it, maybe. I don't know. I, I do get bored after working on something for a little bit, so I'm kind of over it. So mm-hmm. I don't think I'll go back to doing it. <laughs>
0: okay. Sorry, Hungry fans. Those <laughs> stickers are going to stay in that era of... Uh, Lynn's ability to draw for
2: yeah the foreseeable they're, very, future. they're very cringing to look at too like those initial stickers well
1: i think, I, I, think <laughs> I think the thing with like that like at this point you think that right and it's it's the same thing like with with coding but that just shows your own personal progress that y- you know at first like when you release them you probably thought that they were great, good enough to release. (laughs) And now you're like, "Mm, no, which is not a bad thing. Please don't put my
0: name on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just showing that, you know, you've improved a ton to the point where, okay, your design eye is a lot better um, and your ability is a lot better. So if you were to, if you had to do them again today, you'd probably do them better in in your opinion, right? So uh, if anything, I think that shows the amount of progress that you've made since then. And obviously, like with NotFa, you know, you've improved a ton and the app is gorgeous. So,
2: And I learned how to cook a lot of stuff, too. Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a side benefit of all that. Yeah. yeah. I got to learn how to eat a bunch of stuff. It was, it was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you bring up an excellent point, Spencer, that like it's not just training your your skills in terms of being able to produce the artwork it's also training your eye to be able to tell like what is good and what is bad and it's not necessarily an objective decision but uh something that needs to be consistent right um being able to say like in this context this is all consistent and and therefore it's good Um, but in a different context this might not fit in at all and that's where we might see it as uh bad so for instance i don't think that the artwork in hungary is bad by any stretch of the imagination it's just a completely different style that mm-hmm. would never fit in with something like Nafa, which has an extreme level polish to it uh, but that doesn't make it bad at all it's still it still makes me happy every time i see them because they're just funny and silly <laughs> yeah um so it's not that they needed to be changed in that regard uh at all so Uh, that is something that I I do want to stress for everyone that's listening. Um, it's sometimes almost better to train your eye than it is to train your skills. Um, like Lynn said, uh, she is not even capable of like drawing with a pencil in hand. Um, and that's okay. That's where a tool like Sketch is much better because it it allows you to iterate and fudge and change what's on the screen without necessarily deleting everything with a giant eraser and then starting over. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can go ahead and nudge it towards where your eye wants it to be. Um, but you can only do that if your eye is trained. Right. Um, so I, I've heard this from a ton of designers, even those that work at companies like Apple, who we tend to think as, uh, one of the companies with some of the best design is, Hey, all those people working on like, uh, the look and feel of the iPhone, they don't necessarily all know how to draw. Uh, and that's totally okay. As long as they can get that final uh, vision out of their head and onto s- something practical for others to see, that's where uh, the skill set lies. But having that vision in your head and having a clear vision, I think, is most more important than anything, really.
1: Yeah, I, I think whatever tool you can use to kind of extract that from your mind, that's great. Um, I, I mean... Yeah, I think that's the hard thing for me is like, I feel, yeah, maybe this is just me, I don't know, naively thinking this, but like, I, I feel like I could, I don't know how to say this. This is weird. Like, I feel like I could given enough time. I could think of a good design for something, but kind of extracting that out into the real world is where like, my mind goes from like. A to D, but misses B and C, and so it just like doesn't work. If that makes sense, so uh, I think there's something huge to be said for just being able to get that out of your mind onto something sort of physical or tangible, Um, and that's that's what makes me jealous. Is like I feel like I can, I feel like I could come up with a good design, but I can can never. Get it out the way that I want it to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know. Well, that that jealousy is is fifteen years of creative output, right? Um, so where That's we true. where we hunkered down and and learned the creativity behind the engineering aspects of programming. Uh, Lynn was doing that from the artistic point of view, uh, and not necessarily yeah. for apps, right? Uh, Lynn, before this, uh, what were some of the other things that you were doing artistically that like perhaps nurture that muscle, uh, that figurative muscle of being able to really have a good plan, uh, in terms of what something is in your head before you start executing on it?
2: Um, well, when I was young, I started off, like I loved to sew. I do a lot of sewing. I do Mm. a lot of embroidery. Um, and then just over the years I do like paper art you know recent recent years I I learned how to do quilling which is like you start off with a really thin long strip of paper and you kind of just turn like roll it up into like a a coil pretty much and then you doing that like you can make so many shapes out of it like I learned how to do paper art that looks like paper mache you know which is paper um I mean i I mean, on my free time, usually when I lie in bed, like I would just go on Pinterest and like look at a bunch of art that people do, a bunch of sewing or embroidery that people do, and then I just imagine in my head like, I can do that, and then I move on, you know, so I do a lot of that I do like i I guess I kinda inspect other people's art out there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I don't know how to do that how- let me look it up. How do I do that? And I think over the years, like just doing that. I guess exercising my brain without like physically doing it, I think that kind of helps with the whole, you know, art stuff and creative side of things.
0: It's like dreams, right? How how dreams <laughs> like replay the things that you've learned from that day and reinforce them. Um, over time, right. like, I guess that that becomes a skill that I, I never really thought of this until now. Uh, but that becomes a skill that you can go ahead and and use just by looking at stuff. So uh, in your case, like identifying what you can do uh, means that you're identifying all the engineering aspects to pulling it off, right? Um, Like there is that artistic creative side, but there's also like an engineering side to art, uh, to embroidery, to uh, quilling. Like all of this involves thinking and problem solving in a very different way than what we're used to, but you do need to figure it out, right? You need to put the pieces in order to uh, make it into something that's going to work. So perhaps you determining, hey, like this is something that I can pull off really uh, under like the underlying meaning to that is, hey, uh, I know what the steps involved are. And there's no, um, there are no unknowns, to being able to do this. So therefore it's clear it's something I know how to do. And then as soon as your brain kind of like gets confused and is like, Hey, like how did that happen? that's when that, um, that, uh, like engine starts up and you get put into overdrive to try to figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. and that creativity kind of drives you, uh, to learn more about something and then want to try it out for yourself and then further improve on it from there. And then see like, Oh, if I do this, Myself, like, hey, there's some things I never even thought of that are coming up uh, from that process. And then you, therefore, iterate um, and improve. Like, I think this goes, th- this is a set of uh, skills that goes far beyond just, like, art or app development. Uh, even cooking uh, is, like, a great example of that. Um, over the past few days, Lynn has been trying to make macarons. And uh, I have enjoyed this because I got to taste a lot of macarons. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh uh, lynn has been very frustrated in that whole process because it's like never coming out just the way she wants like i just want to set the record straight these can be sold for like five dollars a piece uh they are definitely at the level uh and far better than many store-bought macarons that i've had um but they're not at that level of perfection that she is trying to achieve uh and therefore she's like iterating on it and getting frustrated Mm -hmm. and uh, trying to like problem solve and do research and um all of that I think is part the same skill set at the end in the end of the day, right? Um and it's something that once you get good at that skill set, you are able to improve all sorts of different aspects of what you uh want to be doing um in terms of like creative endeavors, right?
1: Yeah, it it's funny you mentioned that. Um well the, the macaron thing too, but um mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all just kind of flexing our brains in, in a problem-solving way, right? Whatever it is. I mean, um, like like you mentioned with going to sleep, it's it's funny. I, I can't remember where I read this. I'd have to look into it more, but I've I've I heard this and I've kind of thought about it since then as like this thing of you could basically tell your brain or, or have some problem, like you're saying, like how do I design this or whatever? And you can kind of let your brain... Work through it as you sleep and it will kind of do some of the you know mental problem solving while you're sleeping in theory, I guess I don't know I don't know if that's true, but it kind of makes sense like it, subconsciously it's working on it in the background.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is true there there are some like rigid studies that have been done where you have people fall asleep essentially paying te- playing tetris and you score them oh. before and after that sleep uh, and they are significantly better afterwards. But it's because they were thinking about it just as they were falling asleep, and therefore mm-hmm. their brain, which is essentially a neural engine, that's like iterating on its model of how to play Tetris over that uh, seven hours of sleep, and reorganizing that to be more efficient. Right, your brain at the end of the day just wants to be as efficient as possible, um, so that way it can live to live to experience another day efficiently. Um, so. Uh, it being able to recategorize that and make things um, more seamless is like what it's striving to do as like to the best of its ability, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Real quick, going back to the macaron thing, um, my (laughs) cousin did the exact same thing where she wanted to like perfect the recipe. And I can't remember how long she took, but probably a few months or something. And so uh, her husband, my cousin-in-law, I guess, um, got like, is in the same place as Dimitri where he got, you know, <laughs> tons and tons of them. And I think, I don't know if he ever got sick of them, but she eventually perfected them is my is my point. So uh, to the point where she was happy. So keep, keep at it. I'm sure you'll get there as well. But it sounds like it's not an easy thing to do for sure.
2: I kind of gave up already. Yeah. I was done over. (laughs) And Demetra's like, oh, take it easy. Like, you don't have to do it every day. You can do it once a week. And I'm like, yeah, for you to eat. Like, I'm not (laughs) interested, you know. I'm doing it right now because there's a purpose. But, like, I don't care afterwards. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: That's fair.
0: Yeah, something I did learn through that experience, uh, like as a complete side note, uh, is powdered sugar is a lot less sweet than regular sugar that you powder yourself um, like the first batch Ooh. that Lynn made, she did, we didn't have powdered sugar, so she put it in um, a coffee grinder, was it? Mm-hmm. Or a, a spice processor? Yeah. Uh, and she powdered it herself. Um, and those macarons were way sweeter than the ones that uh, she made later with the same quantity of sugar and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because powdered sugar has a bunch of starch in it, and therefore it's a ton less uh, sweet than uh, actual granulated sugar that you then powder, um, which Ooh. I found interesting.
1: I didn't know that. That's cool
0: yeah um so yeah final question i have uh lynn what is it that you are working on next
2: uh right now i am working on a personal project i guess it's uh so dimitri and i are trying to lose weight and help be healthy and you know work out and stay fit and in order to do that we kind of need a way to log how much we weigh every day and like our food intake not down to like the calories amount but Mm -hmm. just in general what are we eating today are we eating any something that has a lot of starch today or are we eating mostly vegetable the next day that kind of idea are we getting enough fruits so i'm kind and so right now i just in notes i just have a table and I'm manually like mm. typing it out every day. And I'm like, well, it kind of gets annoying because then I have to record for Demetria as well. I wish I have an app that I can just input in my own personal information. But I don't want to just download anybody's app because I want specific things. So I'm kinda, yeah. right now I'm kind of working on doing that. And this is the one project that demetri is not going to help me in. <laughs> because it's supposed to be a, a training project for me to build up some technical skills. Since... I'm jealous that you guys have that and I don't. And and so he, he's refusing to help me, but he is helping me in <laughs> terms of like um, figuring, like architecting it into like figuring out like what sort of steps to do. Because like we said, I'm better at doing the design work so i already have all the design out and like within a couple hours i'm like this is the design i want this is what i want to do uh-huh. and i'm like okay he's like okay go build it i'm like but i don't know how to build a model i don't know how to build like how to connect all the screens together so he he's helping me translate those uh uis into like how to go about design like writing it in code in a way where it makes sense because i was being bombarded by Just going straight in, designing the full screen without realizing that like, oh, I can break each element up into sections and just putting in dummy uh, data first before I go and build up my model and being able to input actual data. So that is something I lacked in and Dimitri is kind of helping me with that. And I kind of did a little, I, I designed a, a I ca- I'm calling it figgy, kind of like piggy, but figgy. Because the F kind of sometimes, depending how you say it, it's like a P sound. So I'm <laughs> playing off of that. So I, I put an image of it on Twitter. It's an image of a fig, but inside <laughs> there's a pig in it. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I that's seen what it. I'll I'm have working to look on. Yeah.
1: Cool. Very cool.
0: Yeah, this is not something that's going to be released or anything, so it's just something that she's working on for herself, which I think is good. Um, yeah. We tend to like be over-inundated with the idea that uh, like, because this is also our job, that we need to make money off everything we make, and therefore we lose that uh, satisfying ability to uh, not finish something, which is sometimes what we need mo- more than anything, so that way we can start something else that's different um, to pump those, uh, creative juices to our bodies. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's good that, uh, you are using this as a challenge to yourself to kind of, mm-hmm. uh, train yourself into getting those, uh, those aspects that you're missing. Um, so that way you can be prepared to use them again for the next project. Right. Yeah. Yep.
2: It's been yeah, challenging I mean... without you. <laughs> 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 it took me three days to figure out how to how to build a uh a, a table from scratch and i learned how to use uh what is it grid the new grid in swift ui mm. so i guess that's good i am learning new things without dimitri but it just takes three days rather than like a, a 10 minute with dimitri sitting there
1: <laughs> yeah but there, there's probably something to be said for going through that entire problem solving process at your own pace and Making sure that you understand everything and t- like before you move on, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like you know, when you're in school at Lambda, it's hard because we're going at a breakneck pace and there's not always enough time to like completely um, internalize everything. So,
2: yeah, I cried um, every day for when we first started. You can ask Dimitri oh, every I'm night sorry. for like two weeks.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, Lambda's harsh on her. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Not your fault, Spencer. Mostly <laughs> Andrew. No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think Spencer um, wrote the lesson, no?
0: Okay, I, then absolutely your
1: fault. <laughs> yeah, we... I mean, it was basically that first... You were in the first cohort, right? I was. <laughs> it was basically me and Andrew taking turns staying up till three or four in the morning to write the next day's lesson. But yeah. So, yeah. Half of them were my fault, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. Um, oh, well, on the on the topic of, you know, side project or this being kind of, you know, like a personal project, not a side project per se. But um, I mean, I have this back catalog of, I think, 12 or 13 projects now. But <laughs> like you mentioned earlier, like I kind of got bored with like I probably wrote them originally to do something or to learn something. And then I learned the thing and I never finished them. So I just have this like rotting. Uh, backlog of things on GitHub in private repositories that I'll probably never finish, but like they serve their purpose. And so it's like, I don't feel too bad about them if that makes sense. So, um, yeah. Okay. Final question from me. And I, I feel like I know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> um, if we, if I want to get better at design, um, what are some good tips or like, what, what could I do to, to improve, to, minimize the jealousy (laughs) (laughs)
2: uh I guess I can ask you you the same question in terms of like how do I get better at coding (laughs) yeah
1: that that was gonna be the response was practice probably (laughs) and just doing it
2: yeah Yeah. I guess just look at lots of other people's apps and just you know just do it every day and that's but you you need to be passionate about it I guess kind of like Demetrius always telling me like uh i don't know do do little tutorials learn how to like figure out one thing like oh i don't Mm -hmm. know like uh figure out how graph works figure out how to build a chart and just with your eye like just focus on one one little thing and then get good at that but the thing is i'm never interested you know like you have to really be interested in doing it so for me art is what i'm interested in you know, the whole programming coding aspect of it is just something that I have to learn to make that art come to life in a yeah. <laughs> way. So I've never, I feel like I'm never going to get good at the coding part because it's not really what I focus on every day. So, mm-hmm. so. yeah, I, I don't have an answer so for funny. you. It's... I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, it's like, that's exactly like a 180 of the way that I feel. I feel like design is like this thing that I have to do and I wish I was good at it. <laughs> I'm just not, so that's, that's a bummer. So we should work uh, together then. <laughs> yes, yes, teamwork.
0: So I, I wonder how much of that feeling actually comes from not necessarily being good at it, driving you feeling that you're uninterested in it. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Because as oh, you yeah. get better at something, then it's a lot easier to be passionate and yeah. be interested in that, in that field that you are working with. Um, And that can, uh, like, feedback loop into itself and uh, essentially, like, make it easier and easier for you to get better and better at it. Um, Because once you get that that first foot in the door um, of, like, actually finding an interest in something um, and it not being so overwhelming that you can't, like, do it on your own, then I feel like it's a lot easier afterwards to iterate and improve, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. And honestly, when I was learning iOS development, like, you know, I've talked about like, it was really my cousin that kind of got me into the boot camp that I went to and everything. Like I, at the most, I was thinking like being an iOS developer programming was going to be like a way to pay for college and that's about it and like do something else. But then it did turn into a passion. So, um, I guess I've not had like that win of design yet where I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this. This is like, again, getting that that uh, positive feedback loop, that like gratification. So maybe I just need to keep, I don't know. It's hard though. Like I, it's hard starting from zero and not having anything to go off of from like past experience. So I I guess pushing through it and just having that perseverance is probably the thing that I need to do, which is hard. So. Yeah.
2: Or just and kind of having sad. people around you. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: and and you having have... people around you that can that can help you grow, I think, is a lot is a very important thing uh, that a lot of us take for granted. Like once we are good at something, that it's it's also thanks to the people around us that made that happen. Oh, yeah. Right? It's not something that we did in isolation. Like perhaps it definitely feels like uh, it did in a lot of cases, but uh, I I can always. Like when you, when I really start to think about it and like find distinct points that have made it possible for me to like be good at the things I'm good at. Uh, and I think it's, it's important to recognize that, um, that especially when you're telling others like, Hey, if you want to be good at, uh, X, Y, and Z, like you, you especially see this by rich people saying like, Hey, business is so easy. You just have to do these three things I did. <laughs> sure. Um, when it has nothing to do with those three things, it has everything to do with um, the competencies that they've built up up until that point or the people that they knew that can get them there. Um, and it's it's something that I think applies to way more than just like business, but also anything that you are practicing, it's perhaps because people let you practice that um, or uh, because they push you in a certain direction early on and therefore that's something that you discovered as a result of that um or they gave you the time to nurture that curiosity when instead of like putting it down and saying something else is more important um so it's it's really at the intersection of multiple competencies that we can really flourish our our creative passions right um and and be ultimately successful at them Um, it's never just like one aspect, like you you can be an Mm -hmm. excellent programmer, but if you have no, uh, if you have no creative output up until that point, you're very limited. Right. And you feel that limitation and you maybe think of yourself as a less competent programmer because of that, when that's nothing that has nothing to do with its, with uh, each other, but they do certainly build upon each other to make other things possible, like building a product rather than just writing software. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this week's episode of Code Completion is brought to you by, drumroll please, not pho. Uh, tired of eating the same old meals time and time again, consider Vietnamese food. You might already know of pho, but there are a ton of other flavors specific to Vietnamese cuisine that are sadly not well known around the world. This includes everything from sandwiches like banh mi, rice plates like gom tam, and even deliciously savory crepes known as banh xeo. And that's where the app Not Pho comes in. It's a free-to-try app dedicated to teaching you more about the wonders behind Vietnamese cuisine brought to life with colorful and interactive illustrations and animations by Lin. Uh, learn how to make many classic Vietnamese flavors at home, but if, even if you don't cook, you'll know how to order like a pro the next time you visit your local Vietnamese restaurant. New since last week is version 1.2, which brought a brand new home screen to the app featuring a recipe of the week and a map of Vietnam allowing you to start exploring recipes by region as well. Thanks again to NotPha and Lynn for sponsoring our show. Search for NotPha, that's N-O-T space P-H-O on the app Store today to get a try completely for free. So as always, I want to personally thank everyone for listening in this week. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at CodeCompletion to know when new episodes get released. And feel free to tweet at us if there's ever a topic you'd like for us to dig into. Most importantly, as a small podcast, please be sure to share this with your friends and family who are also interested in any part of the process of app development. It's your support that enables us to continue doing this, and we hope to grow a healthy community around everything we discuss. Once again, I want to give my thanks to Lynn, who is at Lynn Bugniel, that's L-I-N-H-B-O-U-N-I-O-L on Twitter for joining us this week, and Spencer, who is at Spencer C. Curtis, that's S-P-E-N-C-C- S-P-E-N-C-E-R-C-C-U-R-T-I-S on Twitter uh, for uh, hosting with me every week. Uh, my name once again is Dimitri and you can find me with at Dimitri Bounil. That's the and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, let me get these timestamps before I forget them. I think it was 30. And then Sorry, Spencer.
1: Okay. Oh, you're good. Question mark. No, you're good. General, general stuff is great.
0: Uh, cool titles. I grabbed these three early on, and then I kind of forgot along the way. So pick one.
1: <laughs> I just need to make it weird. I like that one. <laughs> And sold. Alright. That was easy. You strike a hard bargain. I know. I
0: hate how when you paste it just does not match the style. Darn yeah. you attributed strings. I know. I think that's title case.
1: Why is title case so weird? I don't know. I I let's see, title capitalization tool. I just use capitalizemytitle.com. <laughs> Oh, I think I made a
0: service at one point. Uh, Where are services? Yep,
1: that's right. Oh, no. Sorry. The I in it is also. Oh, it's a short word that,
0: yeah, that looks better. I don't know. I feel like we need a neural engine just for capitalizing. It's all the
2: articles that you don't capitalize. So like a, the, to those words no
1: okay My bad mr
2: linguist
1: yeah mr oh. linguist come on
0: <laughs> yeah i i the one thing i learned from linguistics is uh language is completely arbitrary and any any attempt to add rules to it has just like been a pitiful uh a pitiful embarrassment on the part of uh teachers so yeah yeah not to mention it, from...
1: english is the worst
0: Oh, English is absolutely the worst. It's an amalgamation of, like, every other language. And, yeah, everything goes. You want to bring over grammar from a different language? Go for it. You want to bring in words from a different language? Go for it. You want to bring in new phonology from a different language and confuse the language even more? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, all those lies of, oh, there are five vowels and sometimes six if you include Y. <laughs> no, it's like, 22 vowels in English, and this depends on region. It's like, ah, English yeah. is
1: a mess. English is bad, yeah.
0: And then, midway through recording, this wonderful thing decided to show up.
2: She was meowing at the door.
0: Yeah. So I let her in, and then she jumped on my desk and then started making it go up and down. <laughs> so oh. that was that was what that was. Uh, so, yes.
1: Joys. Good. No, uh, no broken Pro Display XDRs, though?
0: no broken pro display xcrs thankfully that's that's, uh, that's i think that's that's like wide enough where their jaw cannot like exert enough yeah, okay, force to just true. like tear a hole through it um <laughs> so i think that's that's like what's saving the pro display xcrs and by extension the lg Ultrafines, who are made of plastic and have somehow survived this whole time uh so they could probably yeah. do it
1: to the imac though that thing's pretty thin right the, you. your, They're listening. The oh. <laughs> <laughs> no ideas, Kitan.
2: Well, the iMac has the border, no?
1: Yeah, no, so it might
0: true. survive with just like a cracked glass, which will then be insufferable oh, to there. remove because it's all yeah. like, adhered down with glue and suction cups.
1: Did they ad- adhesive that one?
0: Yeah. I oh. think they did. Yeah, it's only... Um... the The cinema displays, those are held in by magnets, which like come on apple that was genius uh you just had like a one inch bezel but on the iMac that i'm talking to right now with like that also has a one inch bezel that could have been magnets no need for adhesive there but alas Hmm. that's all i got all right thanks everyone see ya